Hi, and welcome to the Itanium Solutions Alliance Innovation Contest podcast series. I'm your host, Brad Redderson of Stranova.com, and throughout this series, we'll be talking with winners of the contest who demonstrated the most innovative uses of Itanium-based computing in each of three areas, humanitarian impact, enterprise business applications, and entrepreneurial innovation. The winners were selected from many submissions representing diverse applications of mission-critical and high-performance computing from around the world. For today's podcast, we're going to explore how Itanium innovation made a difference for Royal London Group, the winner in the Enterprise Business Applications category. Royal London Group, with over 3 million customers depending on them, manages life assurance, savings and investment products, pensions, and protection insurance, with major brands including Royal London itself, Bright Grey, and Scottish Life. Their Scottish Life Assurance Group was looking for a solution to support migration of over 750 million data records and 10 million lines of application code into a modern, scalable, and cost-effective high-performance computing solution for their business using the best technology possible. By implementing their Itanium 2-based solution, the Scottish Life Assurance Group saw significant gains in overall performance since online response times were no longer affected by unscheduled downtime, which in turn was caused by hardware issues in their previous approach. Operating costs are now significantly lower as well, and over the next five years, the total cost of ownership is expected to be only half of those for the previous system. To tell us more about this, we're talking with Mr. Neil Hayden Dumbleton of the information systems team that made this possible at Royal London. Neil, thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much for inviting me. Well, you are the winner of the Itanium Solutions Alliance's first ever innovation contest in the enterprise business applications category. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about the problem that you were facing at the Royal London Group that caused you to consider an Itanium solution in the first place? Part of the group, a company called Scottish Life, is an award-winning supplier of pension products in the UK. And we sort of differentiate ourselves from the competition, mainly around the service we provide to customers and the innovation in our products. Now, the pensions market in the UK is also highly competitive, and we set ourselves quite high standards around corporate governance and compliance with regulation. So we need IT systems to support these areas and help us achieve our goals. But during 2003, it became apparent that our mainframe-based systems, which had served us well for about 10 years, weren't up to the standards we needed. We had performance difficulties, runs were taking longer than our patch window. We were having to delay work. Um, hardware upgrades and disks and processors were very expensive, uncompetitively so. Some upgrades had not been affected because of the peculiarities of our system, and it was increasingly difficult to find experienced developers or technical staff to help speed up our development of new products and cope with the increasing work from regulation. So we needed a radical rethink, but we wanted to find a way to keep what was valuable. After all, we'd had a huge investment over 10 years, and we wanted to keep the knowledge that we'd gained in the systems and the knowledge that they provided. So our solution was to work with some partners to migrate the existing production code and migrate the existing processes into a new, high-performing, cost-effective, resilient environment, and one that would give us options to improve our development in the future. Now, I'm sure you had a number of choices you were looking at. Why did you end up selecting an Itanium solution in the first place? 
the starting point was to find someone who we felt could migrate the code effectively. And given when we did that, the chosen solution could run on several platforms. So we needed to find the best platform to meet our overall goals. So we needed strong performance, competitive price, resilience, and flexibility. Now, we didn't just need to be confident of achieving these in the long term. We really needed to get to satisfy them immediately. Our project was going to be groundbreaking. Nobody had done it before on this scale. Our system was pretty unique. And to a certain extent, we were going to be experimenting. So there was risk. And so we needed to be confident of the platform from day one. We needed flexibility in at the start. We needed it to be resilient during the development process. It needed to be fast because we wanted to build full-size systems quickly to test them. And it had to be affordable, therefore. So we took advice from a number of people. And having worked the numbers, considered the pluses and the minuses, it looked like a straight race between Itanium and HPUX and AIX and IBM Power. So to judge between them, we arranged tests at their respective support sites. And we ran two to three weeks of pretty intensive tests. We were migrating code. We were building small but representative systems. Uh, we were running batch runs. And we were carrying out development compilations over and over again and building over and over again. And based on these tests, I think we had a really clear winner. Itanium performed better in these tests, both of prototype production and of development systems. The HP systems had been more resilient. And we were very impressed with the flexibility of the Itanium systems and the roadmap of Itanium for the future. And when you completed your selections and ended up with a final system configuration, can you tell us a little bit about what the actual architecture ended up looking like and the specific applications that you ended up installing to make all this work? What we did was we migrated the core policy admin system, our documentation production system, and some smaller customer support systems. And they were converted to running PL SQL and SQC using Oracle databases running on HPUX and Itanium. We had some smaller, very old systems and some of our core actuarial calculations. And they were converted from COBOL 74 to Microfocus COBOL running in the same environment. I should also mention the work that we did in the service delivery and support areas. I mean, over 10 years, we'd built up a lot of operational services and automation and monitoring and support utilities on the mainframes. Now, all of these had to be replaced. We adopted HP OpenView for monitoring, a product called AUSIT.U for job scheduling. And we had HP Output Server for print viewing and distribution. We needed new backup systems. We looked at Veritas, accepted Veritas Net Backup for backups and archive. We used Oracle DataGuard for disaster replication between our sites. And none of these were small jobs. I mean, they're all quite big jobs in themselves. Definitely sounds like it was quite an experience actually going through all this. I'm curious, were there any surprises that you had along the way, either positive or negative? We were breaking new ground, and there was a lot of surprises. I mean, I think probably something every week. There were certainly some nights when you weren't sleeping, and certainly some days when you came in and, and things were brilliant. They'd just done really well. I think the a positive for a lot of us were around the speed of the batch runs. We had to overcome one particular issue with the code migration. But once that was resolved, the like-for-like batch runs were 20 to 30% faster, with little or no effort or tuning from us. I'd come from a mainframe background where we had very large, fast processors and state-of-the-art disks to try and make this single-threaded batch run run 
fast enough. And I, for one, would never believe that these little Intel chips would be up to the job, but they were. We were all really surprised at that. And at this stage, I suppose I should really sort of talk about the staff on the project. I mean, they seem to rise to every challenge that they came across. Um, the fact that we have far fewer problems on implementation than we ever hoped for really comes down to their efforts. Of course, I should say Itanium as well. Well, that was another question I was going to ask about relative to Itanium itself. You've mentioned now a couple of cases of the Itanium processor having very much surprised you in terms of how it was able to do all the things that it needed to do. Where do you think Itanium in itself really made a difference? You've talked about some of your benchmarks, but what were some of the features about Itanium that really made the difference for your application? The raw power was very useful for us. If you imagine we had large amounts of code, you know, these 100 million lines of code, and we had to go through a process that converted the code and compiled the code and built all the systems together. And you know, we would be doing that time and time again. And the Itanium system was really just soaking up the compilations, which on our old machine would take half an hour to an hour. And Itanium was turning them around very quickly, you know, minutes sometimes. When we started out, we were aware the systems and Itanium was pretty forefront. You know, we were fairly early adopters, and we were concerned about potentials around resiliency and things. But hardly, you know, we've had no problems even after we've gone live with, you know, hardware failures. So it's been really resilient and robust for us. No, that's a wonderful solution, and it's always nice to know when. I, for example, was doing some research for this interview, reading about Royal London Group and so on that you didn't read anything at all about the software application changes other than the awards that you won, indicating that the transition went very smooth. Yeah, if you imagine we started the implementation at the end of September, end of month batch run. So we started it really on Saturday the 1st of October, and users came in and started using the system before 8 o'clock on Monday the 3rd. And apart from the fact that their screen colors had changed, some users hadn't realized that we'd changed anything. When we talk about the overall process of the project, from the moment that you'd actually decided on the solution, knowing that you're going to use the Itanium architecture and the specific architecture, both the hardware and the software, to the point of bringing it online for the customer base, how long did that take from beginning to end? I think the final details of the solution were chosen around March 2004, and the system went live at the start of October 2005. Now, during that period, we didn't have a change freeze on business changes. There was business as usual for IT, so we were launching products, we were launching compliance with regulation, and there was a little delay in the middle where the company launched quite a new and innovative project, and we had to pick up the changes for that. But there was no change freeze during that period. Do you have future plans for how you're going to evolve the system going forward, new applications that you're looking at to run based on your success so far? Our applications are much the same, but we're now able to develop faster, smarter, and into more flexible systems. We can look to improve our processes instead of firefighting. We can bring in affordable expertise to help us when we have products and projects running at the same time. We can look at other development methods. And for example, we're now looking at agile methods to develop in a way that can provide value to our customers far faster. And none of this we could have done in our old world. Well, another thing that I think will be interesting here is that many of the people listening to this will be people like you, maybe not as complex a problem as yours in the enterprise, but people like you that 
have major computing challenges that in some ways do have some similarities. Do you have any thoughts or recommendations for things that you might want to pass on to them as they work on either choosing their solution or actually implementing it? One thing is to probably consider if you can do the impossible. There were many people at the start, and probably me, who felt we couldn't do this. Uh, There was people for their own reasons telling us we couldn't do it. And if you start out taking small steps, um, looking to prove the basics, and then take some calculated risk, I think you you can surprise yourself at what you can achieve. In big projects like this, you have to be flexible. And I think it's important that you don't write very large, huge, big, prescriptive plans because you'll end up changing them. And sometimes it's possible that the plan becomes more important than the deliverables. So set yourself milestones and waypoints and ensure that people know what's required when and give them the environment and the training and the tools to achieve those goals. One decision we made early on was to look to train our own people in the new technologies and bring them with us rather than parachuting lots of external expertise and technical services to do all the work. And we found that given the right support and the training, our people were able to bring a lot of useful business information and knowledge from the old systems into the new systems and apply it very effectively. I think if we just use technical services and consultancy, we would probably have got a new environment quicker, but it wouldn't have supported the business anywhere near as well. And finally, it's about testing. Test as much as you can. Test early, test big, build big, full model office size systems, and involve your users in testing out real business processes. That's excellent advice. Again, I appreciate the thoughts. The last but possibly not least thing that we wanted to ask about is what are you going to do with the $50,000 that you won? As a group, I don't think we've decided yet, but what we've done is we've asked the group IT staff how they'd like to spend it. Probably we'll use it to improve some technology for their benefit or maybe provide some new training opportunities. Uh, As I said before, given the huge effort that all the staff put into the project, we think it's only right that they should benefit from the award. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, I appreciate that very much. Uh, One last thing that I wanted to do was, since, again, many of our listeners are also potentially customers of yours, if they wanted to find out more about the Royal London Group, what website should they go to? The central site for the group is www.royallondongroup.co.uk. Thank you very much, Neil. I appreciate your time this morning. We all do. And congratulations again on your award in the Enterprise Business Applications category of the Itanium Solutions Alliance's first ever innovation contest. It's been a pleasure. Thanks again for joining us for today's interview. If you'd like more information on the podcast you just heard, as well as others in this series, please visit us at www.itaniumsolutionsalliance.org.